You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, episode 175. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits Podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back to College Success Habits. I am your host, Jesse Mogul. As always, it's an honor and a privilege to have you here. Let's continue along the lines of the conversation that we have been having with one another over the last few weeks, because we've really been getting into your mental health and how they are linked to your work habits. We discussed back in 172 nonviolent communication and how we can just have these conversation opportunities with one another on our campuses, within our field of higher education, just in general at home, uh, and do so in a way that's non-combative. Right, so we can actually hear what the other person has to say instead of just, you know, listening to reply. We are actually now going to listen to learn more about the person. We flowed that right into your ego and your unconscious, how they cook together, um, and they're really, you know, moving you toward the person you want to be in hopes that you're learning from your past and you're not just sitting there reliving the trauma over and over and over again. And also realizing that the ego works with the unconscious to, to, to really confirm your biases. And it'll pr- continue to prove to you what you believe is true about yourself, about others, and how we can really harness that power to start fueling it towards seeing ourselves, seeing other people as these amazing human creatures that we are regardless of the differences that we have perceived ourselves to have with other people, those are merely labels. In the end of the day, we are all bones and skin and tendons and muscle and blood, and we are living a life where we're really focusing more about our human needs being met, right? As far as it goes with water, safety, food, shelter, warmth, those general things, it's, everybody wants to wake up the next morning knowing that their loved ones are in their home, their friends are safe. Like This is overall what humans want. We start to intermingle in differences of religion and politics and and gender and age, and all of a sudden we start to see ourselves as um, separate from one another when we're actually very much like one another. And when we can listen to learn rather than listening to just simply reply, um, the growth that we will have in those interactions is humongous. That's episode 173. 174, we talked about automatic negative thoughts, these little ants and squashing them. Automatic negative thoughts. These are things that every human is dealing with. There's going to be fear, shame, guilt, sadness, hurt, jealousy. There's all these different undesirable emotions that are going to fuel these negative thoughts that are running through our head. A lot of us wake up and they start the moment our feet hit the ground, if it even takes that long. We wake up in a state of anxious, anxiety, stress, overwhelmed about what happened the day before and what's going to happen today and what might happen, you know, three days or 30 days or 300 days from now, like... The human mind is not for a lack of things to freak itself out. And that's leading into today's topic about self-talk. Now, I do a tremendous amount of research on all the topics that I talk about. And this is one of those that just recently I have begun to dive even deeper into than I had already previously accomplished. And it really comes down to realizing 
for myself that regardless of all these things that I talk about on the show, that there's still a tremendous amount of automatic negative thought and negative undesirable self-talk happening inside my own mind. It happens about myself, about my career, about my relationships, about my physical health, my emotional intelligence, my mental acuity, my spiritual awareness. It's happening on all of my levels. And it's just a natural tendency for the human mind to seek out ways to either protect itself or to grow itself, right? There's, there's going to be a mixture of that dichotomy happening. I began to look through my Audible library for a book that could help me with my self-talk, having just done the automatic negative thought episode and realizing that I still have a lot of these, and I have been talking about ants for years. So researching on self-talk took me back into my Audible, where I came across a book that I've been sitting on for quite some time called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by a PhD doctorate, uh, Shad Helmstetter. So Dr. Shad Helmstetter. And if you're looking for this book, if you want to incorporate this into your life, go on to whatever your service is that you would normally use. What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Dr. Shad Helmstetter. And there's an amazing self-talk app that he also created with a bunch of encouraging stuff. We'll get into that later. Um, He didn't pay me to promote his material, but it's making an impact on my life. So I'm bringing what's going on in my actual life to you, regardless of where you are in the world. Self-talk is something that's extremely important. And here's why. When we continue to talk to ourselves in a way that holds us back, from who we actually are seeking to achieve to become, then it is our own mind that is telling us that we can't do things. And he talks about in the book about how most people just living a normal everyday life are going to hear the word no up in upwards of 148,000 times before they are of the age of 18. Now, I'm not sure how they came up with this stat, but not important. Any more than it's important when I talk about how 2.3 million bits of data are coming at you every second and you can only hold in 126. Like, is is that a statistical accuracy? Is that an objective fact? It is subjective to the perspective of the listener and of what the person's, you know, sort of experienced in their life. At the same time, we're hearing no a lot. How often are we hearing yes? Think about when you're a child, you're told not to open up the silverware drawer, not to take the plate off the cabinet and put it in the dishwasher, not to touch this and not to run in the house and not to make noise. You're told no a lot. And this becomes programming. And it programs us to think about what we can't do instead of having us think about what we can do. And as this negative self-talk continues to roll around in our brains, it becomes Uh, like a record, like a song stuck on a record player where the needle just continuously skips on this same spot. It becomes a deeper and deeper groove. And next thing you know, we're in our teenage years, we're in our 20s, 30s, 40s. This continues on throughout our entire lives where we're still telling ourselves no and what we can't accomplish rather than what we can accomplish, what we can be doing for ourselves. I really want to focus in on positive self-talk. And I've learned amazing things just listening to the self-talk app for just the last three or four days. And I can't wait to see what happens as I listen to it more and more, like he encourages for a whole month. And yes, some of the stuff that's being said in there is like, you know, to me, 
I, I'm trying to block out this. Oh my God, this is such a goofy affirmation. And like, I can't believe this person saying this stuff over and over and over again. I stop myself when I begin to have those negative thoughts, because again, that's my programming. And two, why not listen to goofy, positive affirmations? And I say goofy, that's a judgment word. They're really great positive affirmations. Why not be listening to those over and over and over again, rather than listening to the negative ones that I have been repeating to myself over and over and over again? Why is it goofy to hear positive affirmations, but it seems completely okay to just run on a loop negative ones like I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm unattractive, nobody loves me, you know, the general stuff that we start to develop as soon as we get into middle school. Heck, for some of us, it started off as children when we were being told that by people we looked up to. So releasing judgment and just stepping into this completely and wholly and saying, look, Jesse, you're not happy with your automatic negative thoughts. You're not growing toward the positive self-talk that you would like to be, not just in your sobriety and recovery, but in my general life. Why not step into this 100% committed? In the process of doing that, I have discovered 10 different ways that I'm going to bring to you now on how you can begin to incorporate positive self-talk into your life, whether you want to go off and listen to this book or not, I will put the name of the book in the show notes so that you can go find it along with the person's name. And again, it's not too hard to find this stuff on Audible or Amazon or wherever you stream, you know, whatever you're doing, your thing, you know, technology, I don't need to explain to you how to use it. You're not my dad. Or maybe you're on my dad's age, and you do. And so just turn to somebody younger if you don't know how to use your phone yet, and simply ask them, help me find this book. I totally want to listen to it. And what's super cool, because of the way technology is, when this book was first invented back in the 80s, and he started really doing a lot of this, there wasn't the ability to record. And he did make cassettes and stuff like that. But now he gets to do an audible book about positive self-talk and says a lot of positive self-talky stuff in the book. And then you can go off and get the app and you can even, you can double down on it. So let's talk today about some ways that you can begin to reprogram your automatic negative thoughts, your negative self-talk, and you can start to have automatic positive thoughts right? It's, it's not it's ants versus automatic positive thoughts. Isn't, it's apt versus ant. It's, are you apt to be more positive in your thinking today? After today's podcast, I think you will be. So let's get right into this because I don't want this to turn into a 45-minute long episode. And we'll start off with number one, reprogramming your personified neurons. Now, imagine your neurons as these tiny characters inside your brain, each responsible for a specific thought. Give them names. Give them a personality. Give them accents. So whenever a negative self-talk moment arises, you can imagine a friendly, encouraging neuron taking charge, correcting the negative neuron, right? And this adds a playful approach to rewiring your brain and creating more positive neural pathways. In short, You've got these neurons, you, you create a tiny little character, think of the movie Inside Out, where each one of the emotions had its own character inside this little girl's brain. You can do the same thing for yourself. So when an angry one or a negative one or one that calls you fat or stupid or ugly shows up, you can have another one show up that says something more positive. A really great way that I like to counteract my negative thoughts around this is to ask myself, where is this not true? 
when is this not true? And how am I proving to myself this isn't true? And I'm going to repeat those three statement questions in a moment throughout this show, really, because I think that they're extremely powerful to catch yourself in these moments. So reprogramming your personified neurons, simply just give them voices, actually create these characters in your head. So when they lash out at you, you can bring in somebody, you know, more friendly to correct them because they are not right. Every thought you have is not true. When you have 50,000 a day, I can assure you 99% of them are recycled thoughts from yesterday. And if they weren't serving you then, they're not serving you now. Second one, calling them serotonin sprinkles. Imagine sprinkling a dash of serotonin. You know, this is the neurotransmitter associated with happiness onto your thoughts as you cook up a positive self-talk in your mental kitchen. I know, going back to the mental kitchen uh, metaphor, I'm going to ride that one until the day I stop doing podcasts. Visualizing this process helps you remember that a little bit of positive seasoning can go a long way in rewiring your brain's thought patterns. Just a little bit of dash, serotonin on there right? Just cooking yourself up positive self-talk. When you counteract the negative self-talk, right? Even if you don't completely believe it, it's still being said to yourself. And if you continuously repeat these things, the positive thoughts and the positive self-talk, right? We're trying to counteract years and years and years of automatic negative thoughts and negative self-talk. It's not going to happen overnight. Be prepared to repeat the positive to yourself just as much as you have been repeating the negative to yourself. And that's where we go into number three, the neuro-linguistic swaps. Talk a lot about neuro-linguistic programming. Our brains use our languages to program our behaviors. So here is an opportunity to swap it out. Instead of using the word but, use the word and in your self-talk. It's a subtle difference. We've talked about this before. Instead of saying no, but say yes. And because when you say, but you negate everything that came before it. Wow. You're looking really good today, but those shoes suck. Well, then you're the compliments doesn't even really exist. Hey, you did a great job on this test, but you got 30 wrong. Right. Well, then you're not you're telling me I didn't do a good job. Hey, you could, you did, you got an A on the test, but your room's a mess. You just negated the positive thing you said about the test in favor of highlighting the my room is a mess. So let's use the word and instead of but, right? Instead of something being I'm good at this, but it's difficult, it can be I'm good at this and it's difficult. I, I'm, I am trying to learn this material, but I'm not doing very good today versus and I'm doing very good today. Anything is better than nothing when it comes to actionably moving forward on something. Any taking action is better than no taking action. So notice where you're using the word but and replace it with the word and. It will not always sound correct in sentence structure or even the way you're trying to get your message across, but I can assure you, changing but into and will have a powerful way of shifting your mind to no longer negate one thing, but to actually accept both is true. You can be doing good at something and it still be difficult. You can be doing good at something and still not getting good grades at it. It's the effort and it's the action you take that creates the positive changes in your life. And that leads us to number four, this idea of thought tagging. Label your thoughts with categories like helpful or unhelpful, desirable or undesirable. 
This cognitive technique will encourage you to evaluate the quality of your self-talk objectively. Instead of that subjective to your perspective mentality, which is what we've all been using, you can now talk to yourself objectively. Is what I just said to myself helpful or desirable? Is what I just said to myself unhelpful or undesirable? This, again, is a technique that will help you evaluate the quality of your self-talk objectively without getting all emotional and entangled in all the other rigmarole that's going on in your head. The more you practice this, the more you will naturally gravitate towards helpful thoughts. If you're sitting there changing a tire on the side of the road and someone's just, you know, talking shit to yourself the entire time about how you're not doing it right, they're not helping. If they get in and they start actually helping you do it quote unquote right, then you're now moving forward on the project together as one unit. This is your mind-body connection. You can be doing something with your body while your mind's in your head telling you that you're not doing it right. Get your mind on board and allow it to fuel you as a team rather than trying to block out your negative thoughts and still moving your body towards the positive result. It's very difficult to get positive results while you've got a voice inside your head talking smack to you the entire time. And so let's move to number five. We have a neural DJ. Remix your inner dialogue by changing the tone, the pitch, or the speed of your self-talk. Teach this in my neuro-linguistic programming classes all the time. This is those sub-modalities of our senses. So we've got five senses, touch, taste, sight, sound, smell. Those are called your modalities. That's how you model the world in your head. The sub-modalities are the specifics of touch, taste, sight, sound, smell. So for sound, it's tonality, it's pitch, it's speed. For visual, it's brightness versus darkness, it's blurry versus clear, it's, um, it's uh, colorful versus black and white, it's panoramic versus in a tiny frame. This is how your brain takes your five senses and breaks them down into even smaller components inside your head. And this is happening all the time. Right now, Go back, remember what your dog barking at the door sounds like. Remember what your mom saying something congratulatory to you sounds like. Now go back and listen in your head what your mom scolding you sounds like. We already have been doing this. I'm just bringing your awareness to it. So when you change the tone, the pitch, and the speed of your self-talk, right, then you can imagine these critical thoughts about yourself being spoken in like a cartoonishly high-pitched voice. When we teach this in class, we say, you know, if you're talking negatively to yourself, bring out the Mickey Mouse voice. Hey, Jesse, you're a fat, stupid moron today. (laughs) Yeah, we'll go with that. (laughs) We'll go with that one. It's a lot harder to take your negative thoughts and the negative things that you say to yourself seriously when they're talking to you like Elmer Fudd or Mickey Mouse. This will make them seem less intimidating and easier to dismiss. If you've got voices of your parents telling you you're not good enough or preacher, teacher, sibling, somebody in your head telling you that you're a worthless piece of crap and you'll never amount to anything, change that voice into something that's goofier. You've got an idea of where to do this already. Do it. Make yourself the neural DJ. Mindful metaphors is number six. Now, creating these mental images that represent your internal dialogue is super powerful. So, for example, you can take your self-talk, which is being critical, and imagine as this angry little creature that you can push away. 
picture the go back to the movie um the in and out movie that we were just uh, inside out that we were talking about earlier remember the the anger was this red and it was like Arr! i was always raging picture it as that <laughs> i love picturing mine as like angry little minions you know how the minions are relatively happy well they all smiled and stuff but they were a little evil so i can picture one like as a little red angry minion and this gives me the opportunity to just gently push the angry little red minion away by visualizing your thoughts as these characters in these metaphors in your head, you can create distance between you and the negativity, making it easier for you to embrace your self-talk. If you've got positive self-talk standing over here, has the happy little minion, right? The happy little yellow one. I forget their names. I think one was Kevin. Loved me some Kevin. And you got this angry little red minion in front of you. Just push the angry little min, little red minion away. In fact, if you, in your mind, you just keep pushing the red minion further and further away so it gets tinier and tinier and tinier until it's all the way off in the horizon and it isn't even a dot in your world anymore, that's actually a really great, powerful way to use NLP to help you start to move through your negative thoughts. Just keep pushing it away, pushing it away, pushing it away. When I teach this, people are like, well, it's hard to push away a thought. This is why I teach them to give it a character. It could be Garfield or it could be Hobbes. I mean, it could be whatever you want the character to be. Actually, I like Garfield and Hobbes. I don't know. Some angry character. It makes me think of, uh, I used to watch this cartoon on Adult Swim. And it was like, all the characters were like fast food things. And the, if I remember correctly, the French fries were very angry. And so, because uh, I can picture the French fries talking to the milkshake. And so I just picture the French fries and just push the French fries further and further away. I don't remember much about the cartoon because I watched it in college and I was generally drunk and stoned, um, which is not a great way to really embrace life at all. <laughs> you miss a lot about life when you're always drunk and stoned. Uh, like I said, do as I say, don't do as I do. But yeah, that's a whole different conversation. Go back to the drinking episodes if you want to know more about that. Create these characters, push them away, allow that negativity to go further and further away so that the positive image and the positive character can be closer to you and you can embrace it. And that's a great opportunity to go right into number seven, embracing your inner scientist. Whenever you catch yourself engaging in negative self-talk, Treat it like it's a hypothesis that needs testing. Look for evidence to challenge your thoughts and consider alternative explanations. This process will train your brain to question negativity and, and embrace more rational, balanced thinking. I call my company Wise Mind Empowerment because the wise mind takes the emotional part of the brain and the rational part of the brain and brings them together. So you, do, you live in them both equally. You're not unemotional or um, overly emotional. You're not overly rational or unrational. You are simply a melding of the two. And this is that opportunity. Ask yourself, where is this not true? Can you consider a different alternative? Go back to those questions I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Where is this not true? When is this not true? And how am I proving to myself this is not true. When you ask yourself these questions, you, t you take a very rational scientific approach at the negative self-talk. The negative self-talk is going to evoke negative emotions. Therefore, when we can disprove them, we can allow space for the positive self-talk, which will create positive emotions. 
And then we can name that tune technique. Now, this is a fun whenever I came up with this one. We assign a tune or a jingle, a song, a specific sound to the positive self-talk phrases. And then you can sing the phrase to yourself whenever you need a boost. Because music activates so many areas of your brain that can actually reinforce neural connections associated with positive self-talk. There's a song that comes to my mind when I came up with this one because there's a, I don't remember that it, who sung it, but the lyrics go, I am, I am Superman and I can do anything. No idea where I heard it. It's locked into my head. When I get down on myself, I feel like, man, I can't do this. I can't do this. This is tough. I don't know how to do this yet. I already know that if I keep trying at something and not trying, let me take that back, actually keep doing at something, then I will get better. I have a growth mindset like that. I have taught myself a ton of things since I took up a career as a speaker, trainer, coach, and author, and podcaster that I did not know how to do before I took this up as a career. I am, I am Superman, and I can do anything. Like, growl it out. Like, use that auditory component. So it might be like, you know, I feel pretty, oh, so pretty. I feel pretty and witty and bright. No, I don't have the most awesome voice. American Idol isn't beating down my door, but that's, I'm pretty sure, a song from the musical Sound of Music. I could be wrong about that one as well. Not important. What's important is that you can just start singing positive self-talk to yourself. I love doing this. I can take any thought I have and immediately turn it into a song based off of the song that I'm listening to at the time. So I could be listening to you know any band and all of a sudden I can have a thought and I just put it to that beat. Do this for yourself. Take positive things that you want to say, put them to songs that you really enjoy. You know, I think of pop stars, Taylor Swift and Katy Perry and, you know, Selena Gomez. They have these songs that are uplifting. Go and put your own lyrics behind, uh, in front of that tune and start to sing the positivity to yourself. And now we're going to start talking to our future self. Number nine, imagine having a conversation with your future self who has already mastered positive self-talk. Ask that person for advice, encouragement, insights. This exercise will solidify your motivation to change your thought patterns. This is what we call an NLP future pacing. Close your eyes, breathe in deep. Imagine like your essence, like just imagine you're floating outside of your body and then float forward a month or a day, a year where you're already really harnessing the power of positive self-talk and see who you're being in those moments where self-talk that's positive is just your way of life. Watch how you behave around your friends and your family in school, at work, in your normal everyday life when no one's around. Then float down into that version of yourself really experiencing what it's like to live a life of positive self-talk. Float outside of this version of you in the future who's embraced positive self-talk and stand in front of that version of you and ask them, what are some insights? What are some things I don't know back then that you know now that can help me get to where you are? Because where that version of you is, is absolutely available to you. In the present moment, I currently have a version of me a year from now who's grown my company even bigger, who's helped even more thousands of people, who's spoken at lots of great places and released another book and done all these great things and strengthened my relationships. That person's out there waiting for me. 
It's up to me today right now to do the work and put in the effort that gets me to that version of me. Because there can just as easily be another version of me that's stagnant up there, who hasn't grown, who hasn't learned, who hasn't affected change in my life and other people's lives, because I just decided to trance through each and every day, listening to the negative self-talk. Screw that. No. I'm in control of my mind. Therefore, I'm in control of my thoughts. Therefore, I'm in control of my results. That is something you should write down on one page. I'm in control of my mind. Therefore, I'm in control of my results. That's it. Even if you're a people pleaser, even if you're a a negative Nancy, no matter what you got going on inside your head, you are in control of those thoughts. You are in control of your results. Somebody else cannot tell you what to think or not to think. In fact, it always boggles my mind whenever I'm watching some of these like courtroom procedurals on TV and somebody will say something and they'll be like, objection, sustained, strike that from the record, jury, you will dismiss what that person just said. (laughs) No, they won't. (laughs) They will not. In fact, telling them to dismiss what was just said might get brought back up again when they're in the jury chambers trying to come up with a verdict, but they heard it. You don't just take it away. You can add in other information that might make what that person said irrelevant to the jury, but you don't just go inside their head and delete it. It exists. It's in there. And it's the same thing with negative self-talk. We can't just immediately delete it. We have to then give it enough encouragement and enough proof that it's not actually true. And talking to your future self and being able to understand what it was you went through in order to get this encouragement, in order to get these insights, will absolutely help you in the present moment. And we're going to close it up with number 10, the double-edged sword rule. Now, I want you to acknowledge that every strength can be a weakness, and every weakness can be a strength. So when you notice negative self-talk about this perceived flaw that you have, I want you to think how that trait could be a strength. This is a cognitive shift that actually helps you see value in all aspects of yourself. This promotes balance, constructive self-talk, all of it. Because here's the thing, your perceived weaknesses are subjective to your perspective. Just as much as your strengths are subjective to your perspective. You might think that it's a weakness to cry whenever your feelings, uh, when you choose to have your feelings hurt. You might think that that's a weakness. Whereas somebody else, like me, who shut off the crying emotion um, on the day of my mom's funeral, because I told myself, well, that's it. You cried today. What else could possibly be as sad as burying your mother? So I don't really anticipate any other reasons to cry for the rest of your life. And now here we are 17 years later, And I have a hard time um, letting out negative emotions through tears, working on that very consistently. But at some point in my life, I definitely not some point, I was told by my stepdad when I was a child that crying was for girls. Stop being gay. Anytime I cried, stop being gay. What are you gay? What are you a little fairy boy? This is literally what an adult male told a little seven-year-old child whenever he cried. Is it any wonder that I'm having an issue crying at 47 because of the programming I took on then? So what I saw as a weakness then is actually a strength now, and I'm having a very challenging time embracing that mentality. It's 
it's programming that's in my head. So what one person thinks is a weakness could actually be a strength to somebody else. And what one person thinks is a strength might actually be a weakness to somebody else. So I just want you to simply ask yourself, when you notice the negative self-talk about a perceived flaw, and we talk about perceived because it's a perception. It may not actually be a flaw to somebody else, but it is to you. You know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. One person's I never want to see you again is another person's I've been looking for you everywhere. Think how this trait can be a strength. Cognitively shift yourself to promote balance and constructive self-talk. You sleep in. Well, for somebody else who's an insomniac, the ability to sleep in would be a strength. You drink a ton of coffee all day long because you're not getting enough sleep, right? For somebody else who has an issue with staying energized, they might relish the fact that you have access to coffee. Like I could go on and just keep throwing out examples, but I know you're already hearing them in your own head. Next time you catch yourself saying something like, oh, you know, you're just such a busy body. You're always up in everybody's business. Well, depending on what you do with that information, if you go off and gossip with it, yes, that's not going to be good for your social <laughs> awareness, nor is it going to be good for your friendships. But if you genuinely are curious about people, and that's why you're asking them questions, and that's why you want to know more about them, not to use the information for nefarious means, not to go talk behind their back, but generally you're curious about people's lives, and you're a student of other humans and how they exist on this planet, then being in everybody's business might actually be a strength. You might turn that into being a journalist. Now, if you might turn it into being a therapist. Now, if you like to be a gossipy person with that information, probably not good that you became a therapist, but it might be very beneficial for you to go work at TMZ. So you want to just ask yourself, where is this perceived fault in my life actually a strength? And so there you go. I have labeled them out. Reprogram your personified neurons. Do some serotonin sprinkling on it. Linguistically swap, but and and. Think about tagging um, these, this thought tagging. Where is it helpful or unhelpful? Is it desirable or undesirable? Be your own neural, neural DJ and give the negative self-talk a funny voice. Be mindful of your metaphors in your head. Give these negative thought patterns an actual character, right? It could be a, it could be a red um, little minion, or it could be whatever you decide for it to be. But give it a personification in your mind, and that will allow you to push it further and further away. Like those old cartoons where the person's you know trying to get at them, and you're just holding your hand over their forehead, and they're whipping their arms around trying to get at you know. I picture like uh, the old Tom and Jerry cartoons when Tom the cat would try to go after Jerry the mouse, and the big dog would show up and just hold. Jerry back or Tom back the whole time while Jerry ran away to his little mouse hole. And Tom's just winging his arms trying to get at the dog to no avail. Do that by using these mindful metaphors. Embrace your inner scientist and just simply ask yourself, where is the evidence that this is not true? Where can I prove to myself it's not true? Name that tune and literally start singing your positive self-talk to yourself picking some of your favorite songs that bring this elicitation of positive feelings into yourself. Go and talk to your future self. Ask them for advice and encouragement on how they were able to achieve positive self-talk. And then look 
at what you perceive as your negative failings and ask yourself, where could that actually be a strength? Because somewhere it's a strength. You may not think it's a strength. You may not be utilizing that area as a strength. You might actually be thinking that it's negative and therefore it's a perceived failure and it's something you're trying to push away. But that which you resist persists. You cannot push away negative thoughts. You you can't just bury them down. We've been trying that for years and it's not working. You've got to go the other way and start to repeating the positive. Take those positive thoughts that you have. Take the positive self-talk and then turn it into actions and prove to yourself you are now being this new version of yourself. In order to be somebody new, you need to do new things so that you can have different outcomes that then prove to yourself you're being this new person. If you take this list and actually apply it starting today, and whether you go off and you get a hold of the book, what to say when you're talking to yourself, whether you actually go on to the app store and get the Self Talk Plus app, again, they didn't pay me to talk about this. I'm just embracing it in my life. I'm on day four of the app. I'm on day six or seven of the book, and I'm loving them. I'm just loving the idea of rewiring my brain to be more positive towards myself. I love the way that it feels when I'm working on my growth, and then I can start to notice it showing up in other areas of my life. It is a phenomenal way for me, for me to exist on this planet. What you choose to do with any of the information we've talked about on this podcast for 175 episodes, heck, just this episode, what you choose to do with it is all based on your thoughts that create your feelings, that lead to your actions, that give you your results. If you're looking to change your life, then look no further than increasing your positive self-talk and proving to yourself where the negative self-talk is no longer true because it might actually turn out it was never true. All right, my friends, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release and flow. If you would like to know more about how to get involved in my Wise Mind Empowerment Tribe, if you would like to learn neuro-linguistic programming, if there's a part of your life that you're looking to accelerate and actually begin to make massive changes in, I've got some wonderful coaching programs. I've got a slew of things that I have created that will help you out. If it's something that you're down to learn more about, you can hit me up on the socials, Instagram or TikTok at Jesse Mogul, as well as just go to my website, jessemogul.com slash ask me, A-S-K-M-E, ask me, pick one of those areas on there, send me over a quick little questionnaire. I'll get it. I'll hit you back. We'll have a conversation and we'll see what we can do because you never know. You will never know until you take that first step. And that first step is you stepping forward and reaching out. Aside from that, I've done all I can for today. Be well, be splendid, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. 